This morning's gospel reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Indeed, our gospel reading is from St. John. It is found in chapter 20, verses 19 to 31, and can be found on page 1686 in your pew Bible. John records, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them, and he said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. And if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And a week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them, and Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. And reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord, my God. Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed, and blessed are those who have not seen and yet still have believed. Now Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? 
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Have any of you ever felt during times of stress, Fear, persecution, grief, in a time of total despair or total embarrassment, have you ever felt like you could say, oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest? Have you ever felt that? I saw some heads shaking, and, and, and I'm expecting to see some noses go like that, but I won't point you out, but I think everybody's felt that way a little bit. You've been in a situation, you go, oh, get me out of here. When we were kids, we would say something to the effect, oh, just end me now. On commercials, you would see, take me away, Calgon right? It's always the moms. I had a mother like that. Poor thing. Moms are unsung heroes. Take me away. How do I get out of this chicken outfit? I heard that a couple of times too. It's not uncommon. In fact, yesterday in our men's group, we had an opportunity to um, pick apart one of uh, uh, the Psalms of David, and in particular um, Psalm 55. And David was lamenting this in in verse 6. He says, uh, well, he wanted out of the situation that he was in. And he wrote, my heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me and horror overwhelms me. And that's when he said, oh, in verse 6, that I had wings like a dove. You betcha, baby. You betcha. La, la, la. Love it. Music under our ears. But he said, if I had wings like a dove, I would fly out of here. I'm out of here. I wish I could be out of here. Why? Well, I won't spoil it for you, but the answer's in uh, 2 Samuel uh, chapter 20. It has something to do with uh, uh, an enemy that was a friend name was Antithophel, and Antithophel was one that, that David described as one that walked with me in the house of God. He was my friend, and Antithophel was a wise old man, and when he spoke, people listened to him. His words carried weight, almost as if he was speaking for God. David describes his words as being smooth oil, smooth as butter. And Antithophel was counseling David's son, Absalom. And Absalom was leading a revolt and wanted to kill his father. David was having a bad day, amen, when he said that. Maybe we haven't had a day 
quite as bad as that, but we all have had days when maybe we wished we could be gone. In fact, as we read in the gospel, the disciples of Jesus were in that room and they were having a pretty bad day. They were in despair. They didn't know what was going to happen to them. Their leader, the man they had known, Jesus, had died and was buried. And the tomb was empty now. And the girls had said, we saw Jesus. And the Jews were looking for them. So they thought, they felt that perhaps they didn't have long to live. And they were up in that room with the door locked. Probably thinking, oh, if I had wings like a dove. We read further that all of a sudden, as gentle as a dove, Christ comes in and Christ says, peace be with you. Wow. A blessing. Gentle. Peace be with you. And they were glad. They were relieved. Things were starting to look up. And here's the interesting thing. At that point in time, Jesus shows them his glory. How? How did he show him, show all of these guys his glory? Well, let me contrast with another time when God showed his glory to Moses. Do you remember Moses having a meeting with God? And he says, I want to see you. God, and I'm paraphrasing because I do that often, but God says to him, Moses, you can't see me. Because if you do, if you look at me, you're going to die. And Moses says, I still want to see you. And God says, all right, here's the deal. I'm going to walk by you. I'm going to take my hand and I'm going to push you into the cleft of the rock. And I'm going to walk by. And all you're going to get to see is my backside, the glory, as I walk by. This time God shows his glory in a completely strange, upside-down way, in human terms. After he had what we would call a bad day, he appears to his disciples to show them his glory. How did he do that? You asked that already, Pastor. Tell me. He showed him his hands with the holes, his glory. He showed him his feet with the holes where the nails had pierced, his glory. He showed them his side where the spear had pierced him, his glory. He showed him his glory. It brings to our mind that we are healed 
by his stripes. We are healed by his wounds. His glory for you and for me and for Raphael. His glory. And then he says something else to them that's pretty amazing. He says, he, well, he's given them a job. He says, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, even so I am sending you. And then, and then he breathed on them. Has anyone ever read that or heard that? Maybe even this morning, go, that's kind of weird. What do you mean he breathed on them, right? You know? I have a 12-year-old, and he's not here, and I can say this. <laughs> Some about 12, I don't know. <laughs> Matthew, you're going to find this out. <laughs> Something happens around 12 years old. All of a sudden, deodorant is not an option. It's more mandatory than anything else. And, and you're 12, and so, you know, at, at times, like right now, you and, and Mama, you guys are brushing his teeth, and you're washing his little fingers, his little toes, you know. But around 12, you ought to figure that stuff out, at least I kind of do. And so breathing, you know, brushing teeth, is, it's, it's, it's not an option. It's, it's really kind of mandatory. And so when my son comes in, he, he breathes. He goes, Dad! Dad! Okay, that's really mean. I can't believe I did it, but I did. I am a sinner, and who will save me from this wretched body of flesh? Thanks be to God. But that's not the breathing that Jesus did on his disciples that day. The breathing that he did is the same Hebrew word that is found in Genesis 2 when Jesus breathed life into Adam. He infused him with breath. And that's the breathing that Jesus did upon these disciples. He breathed into them and he infused them with new life with the Holy Spirit and Raphael's going to get new life today through the water the word his little bitty faith which is a gift of the Holy Spirit and he will receive the Holy Spirit in him today he is about to be breathed into by God today just like the disciples and just like you, all who have been baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He breathed into them. He breathed into them forgiveness and he told them and he gave them marching orders to go. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, there are forgive, they are forgiven. And if you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. He gave power to them. And then the next part of the story, we hear about Thomas. What's his, the moniker that he is? I'm deaf in this here. Doubting Thomas. Is there anyone else in the Bible that has a moniker like that? Not one. There's some that should pastor was talking about this very subject. He says, how about Killer Cain? How about Peter the Earlopper or 
Aaron, I'm excuse me, Aaron, but I love how that, that comedy goes. But Aaron, the teller of whoppers, right? Where'd this come from? Ah, we just threw all the gold in the fire and boom, out came a calf. I see somebody recognize that. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. Did you, did you hear that? Nobody else has that, and, and it's doubting Thomas. It's almost, as another pastor described, it's like this huge zit right in his forehead. You can't not notice it. You can't hear his name without going, doubting Thomas. It's not fair, because there is a part whereupon Thomas and the disciples are trying, well, they're listening to Jesus, and Jesus has just heard that Lazarus has passed away, right? You know that story? And he's going to go to raise him. And his disciples are going, Lord, Rabboni, you know, not a good idea. They want to kill you over there. We don't want to go. We're not welcome. They're going to stone you to death, and maybe even us, we're not going. Oh, if I were a dove, I'd fly out of here and say, I'll catch you when you come back, Jesus. Some of you may remember, others maybe not, but Thomas said something. He says, it's good that we go and die with him. Somebody believed, even when the others didn't. And thank God for Thomas, because he did ask to see the hands. Thank God for Thomas when Jesus is about to depart and he says, you can't go where I'm going, but you know where I'm going. He goes, yeah. I don't know where you're going. How could we know? And Jesus tells him, Thomas, not so much as a doubter in this instance as he is a real godsend and a model to you and to me. He believed. These guys were having a bad day. Further in our reading in the Acts of the Apostles, we hear about Peter. And Peter and the boys had gone out in the Sanhedrin and had told them to stop preaching the gospel. Stop talking about Jesus being the Messiah. Stop telling people that, that we killed him, hanging his death on us. Stop it. And they jailed him. And an a, in a angel of the Lord let him out. And they, what did they do? They went out and preached again. They were having a pretty bad day. They get let out. They go out and they preach the gospel. They get brought before the Sanhedrin again. And the Sanhedrin want to kill him. And at the last minute, a voice of reason says, you can't. There are others that have claimed to be somebody and we put them to death and what happened was that they died and then their people scattered. And we should do that with these men. And if they scatter, no big deal. But if they are from God, then there will be no stopping them and we're not fighting against them, we're fighting against God. And then they beat them. And then they set them free. And because they knew the Lord, and because they said, we have witnessed these things, we cannot do what men say. We are witnesses to the things of Christ. 
They went out rejoicing and they went out singing the gospel. They had had a bad day that day. They called it good. Boy, that's upside down. They had seen his glory, his glory in the wounds in his hand. They had seen that his power was absolute. They had seen that he did what he promised and that was that temple was rebuilt after three days. It's true. And so, when we have bad days ourselves, when we have things like churches in Sri Lanka, and we have saints being murdered, when we have a Shabbat in San Diego, or any other kind of a tragedy where people are being persecuted, where we might want to leave, where we have to have wings like a dove, We are also witness to these things. And what are those things? We are witness to the power of God's word. We are witness to the goodness of God. We are witness to God's faithfulness. Even during those times when we ourselves wanted out, but there was no place to go. Because isn't that true? of the times where you really want to get out and there's no place to go. There really isn't. You don't have wings and you can't fly away. And so what do you have left to depend on? You have Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins. You know that no matter what happens, it's going to be okay. You know that no matter how awful or how distressed you are, how uh, horrible your circumstances are, the pain that you have or someone that you love has, you know that in the end, the Alpha and the Omega, the Alpha and the Omega we heard today is going to make all things new again. He promised it. And which promises does he keep? Every one. Amen? Every promise he keeps. And so how do we know that he's going to keep that promise to us? And how do we know that we have it? Well, today, you guys get a front row seat of another promise being made. And that promise, hi Astrid, that promise is in baptism. And as Paul said, we have died a death like his, and surely we will realize in joy a resurrection like his. And today, Raphael is baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. His parents, his grandparents, and you know that it's going to be okay because there are going to be really bad days that will come up in his life. And there's going to be really bad days, Matt, that you're not going to be able to protect him. But you'll be able to point him to the cross where that work was done. And you can tell him he doesn't have to add anything to it, son. And you can point him to his baptism and say, you are covered, buddy. You are clothed in Christ and you are marked by the cross and you are God's child. So yeah, there's going to be some tough times that come. There are going to be people that will betray you. There are going to be things just like happened to David, just like happened to Jesus. He was betrayed. But it's going to be okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.